Lift Podcast, folks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, attackers, friends, berserkers, everybody of that nature, welcome back to Bear Attack, the show where children three of the opinionated film bears. majors, yeah, three film majors review stuff that's popular and or not popular and tear it to shreds and or give it praise. Uh, I am Panda Bear, Sam Motions. Today, as always, I am joined by my two co-hosts, Blitz Bear, Nate Patton, Hello. up in the Blizzard White North right now. Yes. And uh, the swimmingly good-looking and uh, Barney Rubble-esque polar bear, Sam Montano. Yeah, I identify as formerly a film school student. <laughs> True. No longer a film major. Now just a guy so, in the world with a bachelor's of science. Yes, a BS degree. That's right, BS degree, it, it, as they all are. We all we all agree <laughs> it is a BS degree. <laughs> it is kind of funny that filmmaking is considered a science degree and not like an art degree. Yeah, and liberal arts the, is a science yeah. degree, but it has arts in the name. I, the, I, think, uh, uh, I think it's a I science think. degree because it requires the knowledge of technology. Could be. Except for you could get that on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, there's there are more famous people than us that learn this shit on YouTube, so. There's not really a whole lot of science. So Dude. far, the only thing in the world that I've seen that you can't, like, learn on YouTube is probably, like, line boring. And even that, I think you could figure it out. Man, boys, we don't have any. No one participated in the poll. And I was hoping they would because the poll was, is water wet? And the answers were yes, and I'm stupid. Post it again this week. <laughs> what should the poll be for this this episode? We'll find out. Also, uh, that's unfortunate. Fishing poll that or North Pole? tells me that not a lot of people listened. 25 did. Oh, that's our average. Okay. That's not. Yeah, that's And average. only one of them was. I don't know. Did I listen to it? We're not a big podcast. Yeah. We're not making Which, that big yeah. anchor money. Which pole do you prefer? The North Pole, the South Pole, or your fishing pole? Oh. Or the stripper pole? No. <laughs> Nobody prefers Why not? that. Why That would be interesting. Because they're dirty. I mean, so are you after a hard day's work, but nobody else complains about it. Yeah, but I don't have faith that they, like, Clorox that thing, and I'm afraid for their health. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are we talking about? All right, today we're reviewing three things, as we always do. Uh, I don't know the order, per se, but uh, we watched a Netflix original show, the pilot of the show. We went to a concert, so we're going to talk about that. And then uh, we watched a YouTube video, so lots of things we observed with our eyeballs today and our ears. Um, I don't know, what do you guys think? What should we start with? Let's talk uh, about Valentine first, because... Oh, okay. I watched so that video and completely expected him to be like, and everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. But he never did. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I watched a couple different videos. The, ones I, the one I sent you guys seemed like the most comprehensive, but that I was listening, I was rushing up on it, and I was like, man, this is... He has an epic voice, but it's also boring. So... I was going to say, that that, thing, that video made me it. more skeptic about St. Valentine than I feel skeptical about Bigfoot. So I'm kinda, I don't think you need to be uh, skeptical about St. Valentine. 
documented existence at least three of he's, them yeah he's a hundred percent real we just don't know which one <laughs> all three or four of them are real well and then to tonight i heard a bunch of different stories and i'm like and there was amalgamations of the stories and, and this girl's just reading it off like it was fact and i was like well that I don't believe that version of the events at all. That sounds much more Hollywood than, than I like what this, I had. I like the story where he's just sneaking in places and being like, ha, you're married. <laughs> so my favorite version of events wasn't in the video that I sent, and we'll post a link in the description. It uh, it wasn't really in that video very much, but uh, what was the emperor's name? There was like an emperor, and I think Rome was fighting the like the Gauls at the time or something like that. Sorry, guys, I I care, but not that much. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't take notes. Anyway, Rome was at war. The emperor said they needed soldiers to go fight, and it seemed like men fight better when they, uh, or they can focus on their fighting more. When they don't have uh, family lives, and uh, when they're just looking for hookers on the yeah. road to war, yeah. When you got someone you got to come <laughs> back to, you're more likely to play it safe. And they didn't want that; they just wanted them to to play balls out. Um, a strategy. I was going to say the moral. Probably the moral literally, the didn't they fight been... naked? No. You've been watch. You've been watching too much Three Hundred. <laughs> No, they're definitely wearing skirts in 300. <laughs> the moral the moral of the story here is men fight harder when they're horny. Um, I don't think... No, but... <laughs> I don't think that's the moral of the story at all. I think you've missed an entire video. They're more likely to throw their I... lives away when they don't have... When they don't have a woman in it. Honestly, this video was... It may have been comprehensive, but I got lost in, like, all the religious jargon because I'm like... Dude, this is like they're they're like speaking Latin here. It's weird. So, so anyway, there was this uh, priest who was marrying people in secret because the the emperor said they couldn't get married um, because they had to go fight the war. And then when they found out, this is Saint Valentine. When they found out, they killed him. And that's that's my favorite version of the story. As to whether or not that story exists, there's a whole lot of historical traditions and everything and there's a whole bunch of different stories about several different saint valentines and saint valentinos and He's uh the, he was the saint nick of uh marriages it's like santa claus yeah a hundred percent i and the the one video that i just watched like the lady was saying like oh this came from the roman holiday of like love where they would all strip naked and whip each other with animal blood for fertility and stuff just okay. like christmas was a came from this roman holiday Witchcraft. and i'm like a we have no idea what holidays christmas comes from like it, there are definite pagan traditions that like but anyone who says christmas came from this thing is lying because no one knows and there's so like, many different theories i'm pretty sure christmas is a uh just blending of a lot of things but that's neither here nor there that's december yeah We'll circle. We'll circle back at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, this girl doesn't know what she's talking about, but I I do believe that's a real holiday. 
that probably was observed around supposedly around February 13th through some later date. It was a multi-day festival. There's also a story that uh, some St. Valentine, um, like a Roman centurion or someone, had uh, a blind daughter, and he asked the saint to heal the daughter, and then he did, and it was a big deal, and they became close, and like... I think something I think in this story he still goes to prison and gets executed but one of his last letters was to the daughter who he became friends with over the years and he signed it your valentine and supposedly yeah, that's Yeah, that's the, the that's the one that that's the one that kind of gra- uh, grabbed me and like oh well this explains like the modern day interpretation of valentine's day like people giving things to each other and saying be my valentine and all not that like I think it's a dumb holiday but that's just I have a, I have other personal reasons for that, but I mean, if that's the origin of it, that's cool. Isn't there a rule to be to be labeled a saint? You have to have been martyred. Uh, um, I'm gonna Google that. Yeah, Google that one. I feel like that's true, though. None of us come from a Catholic background, though. My grandparents that's true. are Catholic. I I was gonna say I was about to say something really stupid, so I helped myself. Oh. I'm like. Wasn't Mary Magdalene put into sainthood or something? I don't think she was. Hmm. No, but Saint she Mary was Jesus' mom. She was most likely a prostitute. <laughs> Have you seen the Key and Peele uh, Mary Magdalene's pimp? No. I actually uh, oh, you really enjoy it. You have it's to either like perform just, a miracle in your life or be martyred in the name of the church. So Thus Jesus, his mom, was a saint. Got it. No, Mary Magdalene's a different Mary. It's true. Right, 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 right. But oh, but Jesus' mom. Oh, but Mary Saint was, Saint yeah. Mary would would yes, yes, arguably the person most worthy of sainthood by those parameters. Though in a bit, and I know that. I hope I don't offend any of our any of our listeners if they are Catholic. Biblically speaking, anyone who gives their life to Jesus is a saint. There's no yeah. there's no other barrier to entry other than that. So mm-hmm. so says Saint Nathaniel of Flagstaff. Seconded by uh Saint Samuel of the world. <laughs> I'm just going to claim me St. Samuel <laughs> mm. That's fine because I can't claim it there, Therefore it's yours sir Huzzah my, uh, On our mythical side My curiosity is how does Cupid Come about within this whole legend Like it, that is unexplained But I'm like that, there's got to mm, be a, a tie in somewhere That's a, a, a Totally different role. So, So Valentine's Day wasn't Um originally about romantic love as much as it was like uh love in general and especially brotherly love which i think i don't know maybe we could bring that back for and make it less horrible for all of us singles but we should um, just we should just rename yeah. philadelphia valentine because it's easier to spell as long as as long as you say no homo first you can totally make out with the bros yeah sorry what no god as the you, as the three bears know 
I have never made out with either one of these gentlemen. I'm just putting that on the record. Uh, oh, I, yeah, hey, a cock got a cock got uncensored in the last episode. For those of you who are new, we hey! always censor the word cock. No other words. Mm, it's an oceans. explicit podcast. You failed but. us. You realize you you realize you're editing this, right? Polar bear said cocky. That is okay. Yes, I do realize that. <laughs> and uh, so, I was driving. It, it is. <laughs> I was driving, and I heard an uncensored cocky slip through, and I just about crashed my car. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I didn't know I missed one. That's my, terrible. My I'm sweet, sorry. sweet boy ears. <laughs> Just ravaged. <laughs> ravaged. It's funny. I feel like I won because I almost made him crash his car, which is bad. But now <laughs> what just came on it? I'm like, ah, winner. Well, it's it's not bad for me oh, as much as it was for the uncommon the uh, incoming car that actually did crash. So, but I was fine. Oh my god! But that's none of my business. Oh my god! <laughs> Pretty crazy anyway, to say. What are we? Oh god. Anyway, <laughs> boys, how would you rate Valentine's Day out of your uh, your your favorite holidays? Uh, now, are we including like how we labeled the ranking, like in that whole text chain thing? Are, I give it. I deleted that, and I don't so, remember. So I, I asked you guys to do that. Out of four. There's there's awesome graphics for our rankings coming out someday when I make them and I just haven't gotten around to it and I asked the boys to make like what their 1 to 10 is like is 1 like garbage and then 2 is like tasty garbage and 3 is like re- gourmet hmm. garbage and 4 is like not complete garbage 5 is all right so on and uh Oceans is the only one who did it I I'm the one who came up with the idea and I still haven't but I have I have fun ideas for um uh, our bear claws they're going to be different i'm, types I'm not of bear gonna claws. rub i'm not gonna rub salt in the wound here but that's not shocking to anybody is it that i'm the only one that did it no not a, not <laughs> if they've been following along with the no i'm perfectly this thing i am perfectly whelmed <laughs> <laughs> Medium is that like a whelmed. five out five out of ten um mm, eh. it's a whelming holiday <laughs> I hate it. Not so much. over yeah. or under, just whelming. Whelming, whelmed. Five. She's she's square middle. Mediocre at best. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a four because it really didn't help. Like, I mean, it explained that there were multiple people with the Valentine name, but it didn't really elaborate on like how, like. How it went from what it was to what it is now, I was like kind of like trying to figure out that whole thing. So I'll give it I'll give it like a four because I've had really bad Valentine's days. And but as a kid, it was fun because my dad would get us chocolate for breakfast. And uh, <laughs> and then uh, as uh, I've had one good Valentine's thanks to Carol one. Actually, well, I've had two now because this year was was all right. Yeah. What happened this year? I sent someone a text and they didn't hate it. Actually, their text back oh. made my day, so that was great. Nice. Nice. Yeah. But I don't want to take the wins. On <laughs> That's right. That's all right. We'll talk about it on land. Yep. Brought it from a three to a four. I don't know. Nice. Maybe a five. Valentine's. If- 
if Valentine's Day for me is kind of a lost holiday because I'm like, I've never had a need and or urge to indulge myself into it. Uh, but maybe eventually, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Amy and I don't celebrate Valentine's Day, so. Have I told you guys about the story about I went on a first date with someone on Valentine's Day? <laughs> yes. Yikes. And I didn't know. Yikes. It was just the it was just the fourteenth to me. It was just Friday, <laughs> or whatever it was, and uh, and I walk into Did this like uh, I took her to the Whisk and Whiskey, um, which is a really great restaurant in downtown Flag. If you're looking for recommendations, they have stubborn root beer on tap, which is non-alcoholic, but it is one of my favorite root beers. And it is uh, delicious. And I he did not I'm, include that in his root beer review, though. No, I didn't know about it at the time. Um. But yes, on YouTube, you can see my beer review. It's probably really cringe. Um, and I'm like Most looking around this restaurant and I'm like, they have special menus and everything. Like, I'm like, what is going on? Oh, and then God. it hit me. It was Valentine's Day. And you're mortified. What have I done? It, it didn't make me less nervous. Let's put it that way. <laughs> my immediate Not reaction would helpful. be... Leave and don't be seen. <laughs> I actually went on oh, a second nice. date with her. Nice. Oh, uh, I believe that is an average of four and a half bear claws for that one. Oh, that's right. I'm not doing the so averages. Not abs- Somebody else do the averages so for not me. A- so not absolute garbage, but uh, not great. Valentine's Day, mostly a day to buy girls chocolate and not meet their expectations. Or for those of us that are <coughs> parentally single forever, a good reason to drink. Woo! <laughs> if you would like Let's chocolates go. on Valentine's Day, I am taking applications for wives. Oh my god! I was gonna say you should just contact Eastern uh, Eastern Europe. Eastern for that Europe. One. Yep. They, they that up for you. I do like Russian girls. Dude, I bet you could get a lot <laughs> of uh, applications through mail order brides from like Ukraine right now. But a lot of them we willing to come on down. If they look like uh Tatiana Shemayek, <laughs> yeah, Jack or whatever her name is. <laughs> they probably won't have my values, but <laughs> So our next topic is a pilot for a Netflix show. It's funny cuz it's about pi- a guy who's actually fu- a pilot. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it's making fun of an entire sector of the United States military that was recently concepted. Um, let's talk about Space Force. Oh, Jesus. So good. Mm. So funny. And uh, the main character's last name is even a pun in itself. General Nerd. It sounds like Nard. Yes. It's... I didn't realize that it was written by Steve Carell, or created by Steve Carell and Greg Daniels. Mm-hmm. Which explains why it was so funny all the way through the pilot. I didn't. Well, I guess let's, uh, you guys want to do good, bad, ugly? There's, um, okay, yeah, I'll do a bad real quick. Uh, no, no, so there's it's that good, scene. it's good, bad, so, ugly. The good, so the bad, the okay. ugly. So good for me is i so, love the well, satire of the whole thing well a quick a quick synopsis so the um the uh 
uh, General Naird gets promoted to four stars, and he thinks that he's taking over the Air Force. And then he gets <laughs> in their like first meeting, he gets uh, the surprise that he's taking over the new Space Force, and he's none too happy about it, but does the best he can Dude, with what he's got. Can we can we talk about that initial war room real quick and like how fucking great that would be as a comedy show? You got Jane Lynch. Okay. That was probably my she favorite part. S- yeah, she that is was hysterical. A, and that then, was a strong table of comedians. Patrick, oh gosh, Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton. Yeah. Hilarious. What was he? The the Marines. The Marines. If it's if there's it's not water and it's not air, what is it? And why can't they hear you scream? And then the whole joke about the <laughs> Coast Guard not being the the laughing stock, and they're like, "Nope, you still suck." <laughs> he's a, he, yeah, the Coast last. Guard generals at least. He's like, at least we're not last anymore. They all look at him. They're like, no, you're still last. You're behind the Salvation Army. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, I mean, that and the the lady that has to go collect all the in, endangered lizards before the launch. Oh my god, the lizard gag. Oh my god, I feel so bad for her. Honestly, first episode, Brad is the the best part of the the first episode. Who's Brad? <laughs> His secretary. Oh. oh, by the way, he's yeah. in here. He told me not to say anything. <laughs> I don't know. I love uh, I love John Malkovich's character. John Malkovich doctor. is great. Yeah, oh, I John I enjoyed Malkovich him a lot. So funny in it. Well, I've I was, seen the uh, entire show, so I know what goes on. But like the social media marketing guy, that guy sucks. John Ralphio. Yeah. Ralphio. Should put him in the bad. For me. John Ralphio. Yeah, he's he tries his best, but he's I do not like as that he fired. And then he I do like that he fought. I I do like that he fired him. Like it was it was self aware. I think like cringe humor. Like this guy's not not it. <laughs> yeah. And then like that's definitely the part he's uh, written in because he is hilarious. The actor I can't remember his name ever. Yeah, he's John Ralphio in Parks and Recreation. So uh, that was that was that was my good. I love the whole satire. What are the other goods, guys? My good oh my is that I actually really like how Steve Carell's not just like a bumbling idiot, and like how he, how he. So the the whole thing is like they have to like launch this rocket into space to like prove to Congress that they are viable and yeah. secure their funding, and the whole time Epilogue all the scientists are are telling him that they can't launch and uh it's because of like humidity and the whole time i'm thinking this sounds very insignificant like if it can't go to space because it's a couple degrees more humid then it's not going to do well in any venture but and then the whole time they're like it's clear that the general's not a like a scientist so he doesn't know what he's talking about and everything but the way that they a little bit of a spoiler but not i'll i'll keep it to a minimum they launch it it all more or less goes well and uh (laughs) and his and his reason for knowing that it would work is really well set up and i thought was just it was a nice way of like kind of giving his character a little bit of rounding i think it's really nice that at the end of the episode they like justified him as he's actually a good leader yeah but he has also, some silly habits still, which is real fun. 
I also thought that uh, the girl who plays Phoebe from Friends, she's his wife, and uh, that oh, one so scene. Bad. There's some, there's some like really subtle jokes <laughs> where like the punchline's not said; it's just kind of like implied. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shoot!" <laughs> uh, Luisa's good friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert! If you guys, if, if you guys will decide to watch Space Force in the pilot, and you get through that, just know the wife's character arc is awful. Awful yeah. as in good, or awful as in bad. It's bad. Like so, so good that it makes you, or so. No, it's 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 no a bad story. <laughs> it's no. it's story not line. bad, and it's not the way. It's not bad in the way The Last of Us is bad, where it's like it's horrible, but it's really well written, and you can't help but love it. Right, no, not like that. It doesn't pull at your heartstrings. No, it really doesn't. Oh, it makes that's you hate a bummer. her. Oh, that's a bummer. Oh my gosh. I I think the good is all the bits surrounding his office. Like I said, I thought Brad was hilarious. his the secretary was hilarious. But just like it's a it's a four star United States general's office. And he just has all these people going in his office all the it's time. It's like the least secure room in the building. <laughs> yes. And then the like Russian spy guy that is obviously spying on them is like, and the secret phone. He's like, how do you know about the secure phone? <laughs> that to me felt like the like of the satirical stuff. It's like that is the most realistic. Like they would just let in. No, the best Russian satire. Spy is the gas station guy. Oh yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> I I have I have a comment about that, but that'll come in my uh bad. All right. But, uh, well, let's get into the gas station bad guy thing. is how I feel most of the time, like, you know, we see right through <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, I I have I have no issue with the gas station guy. It's so they had that shot of him driving away from the gas station and I went Holy shit, I know exactly where that is. So it broke, because they're supposed to be in Colorado, mm-hmm. right? And I know where I know the filming location of where they set that gas station up, and I'm like, oh, damn no it, way. that breaks the freaking... Yeah, I drive it in California? multiple times. Yeah, it's, it's, it's between my mom's house and Palmdale. So oh, that's like wild. So in the middle of the desert right there. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I've driven on that road right there. Like Oceans, yeah, I hate kinda, to break this to you. Re- but probably the only thing that happens in Colorado that's in the show is probably the B roll, right? And like <laughs> they roll from they roll from the uh, street that I knew about, and then they roll into the actual base itself. And I'm like, frick, and hey, that looks like JPL. So I'm thinking <laughs> that was yeah, yeah. It's in a pretty arid, like not even high desert area. It just kind of looks like a desert area, and Colorado definitely yeah. has those, I guess, but. Yeah, the set That's a good did not criticism. strike me as Colorado, but I didn't think it was bad enough to pull me out of it, but that's probably just because it's not a and gas station that I've ever been to. And it's because right. it's well, California. Right, well, that's a personal thing for me, yeah. Yeah, it's a personal, like, oh shit, I know where that is. Fuck, damn it, it brings me out of the scene. Yeah, no, I wonder if that's a big issue. I wonder if that's a big issue for people in California of just, like, being pulled out all the time because they know things about it. There's like... it, it hap- unless unless the 
actual scene is based in that area and it like it's accurate like if they try to set if if i know where it is and they try to set make it look like it's somewhere else that's a like yeah it happens yeah well i yeah. mean but i see where you're coming from though because we watched yellowstone the other day or we were just finished yellowstone the other day and they like started one of their trucks and pulled out and it's got it's a ram 3500 with the big cummins c badge on the side and it was not Cummins noises, and that that <laughs> took me that took me probably five six minutes to get like just get over. Why wouldn't they just use an actual Cummins? I don't know, but budget cuts. It it sounded like a Mustang leaving a driveway. Would it like, be more? Oh, because it was probably foleyed. That's yeah, what it absolutely was. It was, yeah. it was foleyed, but you still okay. like. That makes sense. I feel like that's a detail. They did use a Cummins, but also they just didn't use the audio from the footage. Yeah, but just that one time, there's most of the rest of the show. They have the that uh, pig snout snorting that Cummins is known for. They probably just didn't have the audio file and were just like grab something stock. That's fair, but yeah, like that things like that take me out of shows so. Right. I, I could understand. And that's how I feel about the gas setting station. Thing. Yeah. 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 Well, and the thing is, it's not even an active gas station. It's literally there for shows that want to use it to film. Like, that's literally its purpose. It's a mm. it's a practical set. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. so it, it's a pre existing practical set that used to be a gas station that they decided not to tear down and use it for filming now. Oh, that's okay. a good little Smart. bit of trivia. I enjoyed that. I think something that they did badly is like they have two scenes with the daughter and I don't like that she's in her teenage rebellion at 18. Like that's like she's 18. Okay, cool. She's an adult. That's not as much fun. (laughs) Like she shouldn't be having that many. Oh, burrito. You are freezing cold, buddy. (laughs) Is it raining outside? So, or maybe I guess I just don't I, like the daughter's attitude. <laughs> so, that's it. yeah, I'll I'll jump the shark a little bit in saying that the show was good enough to get me to watch the second episode, and I think in the second episode you kind of see it's like, oh, uh, she's not like, it's not like a hardcore teen rebellion. She's just an eighteen-year-old girl who hasn't moved out yet, and she wants her dad to give her money. And it's like it's annoying. It's kind of oh. rebellious, but it's not okay, like so you're saying I should watch more. No, Marie, don't, don't get up there. They no. have a good. They have a good relationship. Oh, okay. So you're saying I need to watch more of the show instead of just judging? Yes. Like I said, I watched the whole show. Like, I mean, it's good. But... If you thought the li- so so my bad is we've mentioned in the good section. I thought the lizard stuff and the op, like the he said not to say anything when he goes into his office. I was like, boring. I was so bored with oh. the, with a lot of the jokes. I was just like, Ugh. Like, the lizard stuff wasn't funny to me. It's like, they're literally sending this poor girl out to collect all the lizards in the desert. Oh, like, I thought that... I thought the... I think jokes that go over and over again that aren't, like... Eventually, they'll lose it. So, if they do it all, all that again in the second episode, they it don't. won't be as funny to me. But in the first episode, the fact that they just keep, like, calling her on and off, and she gets more and more frantic every single time you see her. Yeah. I did think it was is getting worse and worse and he keeps like people just keep being in his office. 
Yeah. I think that's hilarious. Because he's very obviously going to his office to not be disturbed. Right. I'll give it to you. Um, I do think that it's like it's kind of funny, the lizard thing. It's like someone in the government would send someone to grab all the endangered <laughs> lizards in an area before a launch. So it's like, I guess I could kind of... And I think that's probably that is, what's the joke that they were going for. Yeah, it is the most bureaucratic, just absolute nonsense. Yeah, I think that's that's one thing I found is just there was a lot of like, just little like nothing like super laugh out loud funny to me. And it was just very stressful for me. Like shows <laughs> like that kind of stress me out where it's like, oh, man, you're going to like and he's always like under the gun. He's going to get his budget slashed and no one respects them and all this stuff it's like uh it just makes me anxious um uh, john which malkovich which... telling it like saying that he hired him was hilarious though <laughs> that is more of a me thing than an actual like problem with the show and i'll already readily admit that so if you like tina fey's kind of humor like unbreakable kimmy schmidt and stuff like that i feel like this if it, it's like if Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was The Office. Lots of like really subtle jokes that will probably go over your head if you're not paying attention. And then lots of cringe humor. That's really fair. Huh. I, I, can't, I didn't even remember Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, I love that but show. I, I did too. But I forgot I about it. I never finished it. I never finished it. Uh, I'm not sure I have either. But I thought that I laughed the whole time. I thought there like there was a joke every couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it comes They're like, it they're comes like fast. nonstop. Yeah. Which we could like, throw even in the, the, the office and uh Parks and Rec, which are two of my favorite like T V comedies. Like there's a lot of time like downtime between jokes. I thought mm-hmm. Space Force was like just laugh after laugh. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, can we talk about the ugly? Uh, All right, I got a couple. I got a couple. Um, Panda right attack. <laughs> the Russian spy thing. Yeah. I, ha- I have to. It. That was like, really? We're gonna let? We're gonna? I mean, I get that it's in there for co- a comical purpose, but I'm like, dude, that is like, wh- <laughs> come on, like really? And like, and then at the end of the episode, this is gonna be a spoiler. Everything goes well with the launch. He's looking through his telescope, and then the wings get clipped, and he's just like, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> that was my favorite part by far. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. I thought that was the hilarious. Chinese. It's funny, but then I'm like, "Of course." Uh, of, I'm and like, the little net just. I'm like, "Of course, they're fucking of- <laughs> Russians." Like, yeah. Well, that was the Chinese. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would put I... that in the good category. Yeah. I guess it is ugly, though. <laughs> i think and then the other oh go ahead oceans finish your ugly and i'll the do the other ugly. thing yeah the other ugly thing was drawing back to the gas station thing he's a four-star general and he's driving that piece of crap car i'm like that, that, come on really you i'm glad you brought that up like a, i was literally I thinking this yet. while i was watching the show i was like man they're putting him in a chevy malibu but i'm having just ridden in a newer Malibu as a rental car. And my sister, her first car was a Malibu. A Malibu 
is a nice little four banger that's just nice enough t- so that you can imagine you're driving an actually nice car. <laughs> well, well, and you know what? It might have been. It might have been government issued. Yeah, yeah. I've oh, it definitely um, was. I've done a lot of contracting work for a lot of government agencies, and if you have a government supplied vehicle, it's there's it's going to be an American made sedan of some sort and it's gonna depending on your rank or what you your pay grade is it's gonna be just barely nice enough and plus i think um i mean like he's supposed to work in a secret government installation so everything's about him's gotta be low-key like he wasn't in uniform until after he got on base that's true it also is like what they were going for an underlying theme is the lack of respect for the whole operation, too, so that could have also had something to do with it. It'd be curious to see, like, how that translates to the actual Space Force that exists, like, because you, you know they gotta get laughed at, like, ah, look oh. at the freaking Power Rangers, why are they at this meeting? <laughs> that's my that's my ugly, is I, I do not understand why the Space Force gets so much crap, um... And I, I feel like it's also from the people who just guzzle NASA fluoride, too. So it's it's just weird that it's like, I guess because it, it was instated under Trump. So it's like, oh, it's got to be stupid or something. But I'm like, no, NASA space? fluoride? I hate NASA. I hate people who wear NASA shirts. Not categorically, but it's it's a bad first impression for me. I was going to say, it, it does it Space Force fall under NASA instead of like... It, I like think NASA think, is part of the military. That's like NASA's thing. I think uh, NASA's NASA part of the Air Force, is not. If I'm not mistaken. No, NASA is a isn't a government entity at all. But they get funded. Okay. Um, they get grants oh. like as a scientific. Um, it's private sector. Hmm. Well, this changes my whole world view. Why is it so bad? Yeah, so. <laughs> Never mind. The, gov- <laughs> the government should do everything. Because the reason that NASA is in such hard times all the time is because their um, funding comes from government grants. And if you take I government just, money, you fall into right. government oversight. I just, that answers my question. It's not, it doesn't suck because it's private. It sucks because it's funded by the government and there's no demand for it. So it should have gone under a long time ago. Correct. But but we keep bailing right. it out. Now, and now that the government has their own version of NASA, which is Space Force, basically, like, why does it still exist? Yeah, that's a good Just question. absorb. Um, once again, yeah, because NASA division. is sciencey, and the military doesn't do sciencey things unless you can put a bomb on it. <laughs> I mean, Space Force's whole purpose is to get people into net. space. They have to do some science. Uh, yep. Isn't Space Force mostly like a cybersecurity thing at this point? Like they're yeah, but yeah, I think the I think goal so. is to like once we can get into space, they have to have a military force to protect us. You know, once we can I think get that's the ultimate goal. Once we can get them lightsabers. <laughs> one of my all-time favorite uh, YouTubers is this. Uh, well, he's not one of my all-time favorite YouTubers because I only like his uh, branches shorts. But it's this ex-army guy named Nico Ortiz. And he does like he does like skits with all the different military branches as like this archetypal character. And Army's like Army's like always like super angry and like suicidal, but just wants to fight. And oh, the Marines are like, yes, I love that guy. Yeah, the Marines are like they're dumb, but they're just like killers. 
and he's always got like he's always smoking a crayon a crayola or whatever or like chewing on or he's got the one video about how they uh jump out of planes and the marines asked did army use a parachute they said yeah and he said i don't need parachute but he always subtitles the marine like whatever the marine says and he just goes it's like subtitles did army take a parachute I don't need a parachute. <laughs> but uh, his... that sounds like if they had that sounds like if they had given Jim Carrey a role on Space Force, he'd do some crazy like mumble jumble talk like that because he'd yeah. be like the dumb like astronaut guy. <laughs> right? Yeah, totally. But uh, his Space Force character is always like <laughs> just super weird because I mean the guy doesn't know what Space Force does at all, kind of like the rest of us, I guess. So he just like <laughs> just ran wild with the character with the little he has the little hands on every finger <laughs> yeah he's always <laughs> holding a potato and he has a tinfoil hat but he's like dressed in like regular fatigues otherwise <laughs> uh... and you, if you want to motivate the air force guy to do anything you just say that space force is doing it <laughs> that's funny there's one where they're like uh, recruiting and the the space force guy's like he's so good at like changing his voice and face for all the characters too he's like i don't know what we do we don't have shit but we can pay (laughs) as much as air force so you should join (laughs) Um, i was like sign me up uh, yeah um so bear claws what do we rank in space force pilot eight out of ten Nice stout. Fair. I, it's not for me, but I think I would really enjoy watching it with someone who likes watch that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm going to give it above average a six out of ten. Yes. Having watched the entire show and knowing what happens in the future of the show, I am. <sighs> Basing it just on the pilot itself. Uh, I'm going to give it a six. Uh, the pilot was not my favorite part of the show, but like it, it did get enough to hook me in. Hey, so. If your pilot is your best episode, you are not going to have a good show. <laughs> That's the thing we, we always say. The pilot's the worst episode, but life is short. There's lots of TV. If the worst episode isn't good enough to hook me, then it's not a good show. That's right. You don't need that kind of negativity in your life. Yep. So I think it's definitely, like I said, I watched the second episode. I would I would gladly watch it with you, Polar Bear, if uh, we had nothing else to do. Yes. I'm sure we always will have something else to do, though. <laughs> but I would, I would, I uh, I, if it was 7 out of 10, I would continue watching the series, and I'm not going to, so 6 out of 10. <laughs> so I, yeah, I'd say that's a 6.5 out of 10, so mediocre. Yeah. That's a, Let's yeah. go with that. Slightly Sick. beyond mediocre. <laughs> yeah, it's it, a bit of a medium well. It tastes like medium mediocre, well. but it's actually made out of good. <laughs> it's like impossible meat grilled to medium well, decent consistency. Uh, I think it's just that some of the jokes were uh, overcooked. Hey. Well done, as my dad likes it. <laughs> yeah, because I got a boot he can chew on if he wants. 
<laughs> sure. All, All right. Salt from your so, tastes the same. Final uh, topic of this episode. We went to another concert. Yeah. Which is a recurring theme on this show. If you're new, if you haven't listened to our garbage for five years already, we go to shows because that was our. That's our thing. We like music and. Uh, yeah, so... When we can, because sometimes show. they're on weekdays, and I'm old. <laughs> right, and they have regular jobs that aren't having weird days off like I do. Um, I had to go see Parkway Drive by myself, and I'm very upset they missed it, because that was a great freaking show. Um, but, uh, so we saw a show, uh, Branded Sacrifice Era, and We Came as Romans, of course, us being us, we were fashionably late, and we missed the entire Brand of Sacrifice set. However, they did come out and do Dark Bloom with Weekheart, and it was heavy as shit, so oh, I'm appeased. so good. Amy still asked why that guy was wearing a life vest, and I just cannot describe to her that it's not a life vest. <laughs> he can't we should swim. make her go see Sabaton. She'd be so confused. Oh, no. She's going to... I'm convinced she's going to wear a life vest to the next show. <laughs> He was he was I wearing like die. a uh, like a tactical vest, not like a plate carrier, but some kind of like had like lots a, of like pouches. a soft yeah like a tactical chest rig, but not a not one that holds a plate probably. JT from Era always does that too. I don't know what the uh, there's a trend for sure. Who also played? Yeah. Um, Honestly, I think well, Era was the worst part of the show. I love Era, and I found their set list incredibly disappointing. They played. Yeah, that was the bad for me. I they only never... played songs from their last album, and that was a weird choice. And I think they severely over. They played some B sides from it, and I think they severely overestimated the popularity of them because they would be like, "Sing it if you know it," and it's like, none of us know these songs, dudes. Yeah, let's play some Breach or something. Come on. Yeah, these are not your hits. Vanish Canvas was great. Vanish Canvas was good. I yeah, love that I... album. But Yeah, Era was a... Their performance was a miss for me. Yeah. Yeah, they were way better the last time we saw them. What's funny but is I, the last Romans. show I saw it... The last show I saw at the Nile was Era, and it was their headlining tour, and it was a way better show. And they played a good variety of songs, and that album was out, so I don't know. Yeah, so now that we're talking about bad, uh, Montana, what was your bad for the show? Was it Arrow too? My bad for the show, no, because even bad Arrow is still pretty good. My bad for the show though was the sound guy. He needed to really figure his life out because it was Arrow was all bass, nothing else, and then we came as Rowan was everything mid and higher <laughs> yeah yeah i agree objective and then like he was i don't fact. know yeah he needed he needed a, a good balance and just could not find it yeah you, my, my bad was the i don't know how we end up doing this every time we go to shows but every time we go to shows we end up being the whole in the wall of people and we're always the fucking walkway that part was bad for me i'm like come on really because we didn't we enjoy <laughs> <Every> personal <time. laughs> space we do yeah 
Yeah, we're just not stacked up on top of each other, so it's easy to get between us. I wonder if that's happening across the venue and we just don't see it. But it does seem like we get targeted for people. There was there was this one dude. He looked very punchable to me. I don't remember what he looked like, but I just <laughs> remember his face made me angry. And uh which I it's so sad because usually at these shows it's like a really inclusive like super you know, it's all the weird kids coming out to get together. And uh and I love that about it, but he just like he kept walking. He went. He would go to the pit and then go to the back of the venue and then go up and back. And I'm like, I was like getting ready. Fortunately, the show oh, ended I before I, I had to do this, about. but I was I was getting ready to tell him like, dude, you got to pick a spot because I'm sick of moving for you. Yeah, there was like three or four people that were like that. They would go to the front, to the back, to the front, to the back, and they always picked yeah. Us. Actually, one of them got got hurt. And they had to stop the show. Yeah. Which is bad. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about that. But yeah, she walked out talk, on her own two feet, so Yeah, with her no, arm pointed kidding. the wrong she direction. Kinda, yeah. 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 Sort of. Someone led her by the hand, but But on that note of the sound guy being bad, I'm gonna say it's not even the sound guy. I think that venue is just bad. Well, <laughs> um, well it that's is. true. It's but... a perfect it's a perfect rectangle with brick walls. But also, like, yeah, the, the sound extre- is not going to. Yeah, but the extreme of it, you know, yeah. you can yeah. take a little bit out of the mix and be fine because before it was like every other fader was down and the bass was all the way up. Yeah, I think the lack of bass during Wii Car set proved that there was some room to play with it. Yeah, there was, there's always somewhere in the middle. It's like if they had honestly, if they had switched the mixes between Era and Weekar, it would have fit those respective bands a lot better. It's like yeah, I, I could have. You right. know what? It might have been because Brand of Sacrifice is such a different sound that they might have had to like. They might have been compensating for because like I'm sure Brand of Sacrifice is bass heavy as shit because they play like nine strings and shit. Sure. Like maybe. But- that's like, true. Yeah, that's true. That, except for it's not because it... I've been to many shows there, and it always goes that way. Weekar is the first time I haven't heard it be too bassy, and so it was just yeah. weird. It was like, so we know you can go all the way with it. Can you go midway? Yeah, I don't yeah. think a band being bass heavy means that you can't turn it down. That that's when you need to turn it down. So right. Right. the fact that I know they can turn it down because of Weekar, I think just the sound guy needs to just, you know, maybe he needed to go take a vacation. Maybe he'd done too many, too many shows in a row. Was, yeah. He's well, getting so, deaf. So that's the bad. The sound that's sucked a real... and era set list was terrible. Dude, <laughs> sound engineers going deaf is the most real thing that's ever been said on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Like, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It it and there's there's a mentality that like you can't wear earplugs because you've got a mix for like because you, you can't he- if you're wearing earplugs you're not hearing what it actually sounds like and it's like don't that I have... say either turn it down so that you don't blow out your own ears and the ears of the audience members or get your ears molded and get whatever earplugs you need to make it work because it doesn't sound good when you can't hear all the frequencies that you you've lost over the years anyway. Yeah, when I was in um, audio engineering school, I had a one of the teaching fellas. I won't I won't call him a professor professor because he 
he owned a studio in town for like 30 years and now he teaches but uh he said listen if you're gonna do sound stop listening to your music really loud and never roll your windows down yeah he said because in britain ears, man yeah in britain there's always hearing loss on the right side of people's heads and in america it's on the left side from wind noise <laughs> yep so that's what i can't my ears are too sensitive i can't do it the windows rolling yeah, down so thing, he it drives said, me crazy yeah that's why um he's he's like get good headphones and you always mix everything in your headphones and then put earplugs in and then go feel out the room and if you feel like it needs something here or there, you can feel it through your earplugs and then keep your mix in, but always wear uh, flat response headphones. Well, the headphones thing is, that makes sense, but the way it sounds in your I don't headphones know that it's true. how it's going he, to sound uh, in the room because the, then it bounces off the walls and everything and people's bodies and it completely yeah. changes the sound. But it's a good starting point. So yeah, I, I, I can speak knowledgeably music, to so. this because I... I I do mixing a lot. Yeah. Li- live. Nate's, Nate's our sound guy. Yeah. I never got like I never I never got to the point where I was doing concerts and stuff like that, but I do church like something like two times a month and I'm I'm not bad at it. Like I I have a lot to learn and I'm not going to like sit here and say I'm great at it or like pro, but I am like a way above average. Um and it is a lot harder than like I don't want to like beat up on like I try to give the sound guy the benefit of the doubt whenever I can because it's just it's so much harder than you would think it is, but also so much easier. Because sometimes people get really intimidated by the board, and it's like once you learn what everything does, it's not that bad. But well, I think the but it is an art. Yeah, I think what's really hard about being like a doing tours and stuff is that every venue you go to is different. Mm-hmm. And some rooms yep. are good, and a lot of rooms are bad. Yeah, like at my church, I've had months to dial in the sound the way I want <laughs> it, and and then yeah, like you said on tour, you can't do that. You're starting from scratch every venue because yeah. every room is different. All right. Yeah. So the bad was the sound. The sound wasn't on on point that night right and era picked their set list poorly uh let's talk about the ugly and then we'll get into the good uh yeah it does feel natural to be good last on this one (laughs) yeah my 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 ugly was when they had to stop i mean it's good that they stopped the show but chick was crowd surfing or at least i think that's what happened she got dropped and she came out of that she got concussed or whatever i'm sure and, like, it was a was long time before they got her off the ground too yeah it was yeah and then that was real ugly she came stumbling by us, and we just looked at her arm and went, "Oh, that ain't right." Yeah, I uh, I agree. That's that's definitely the ugly of the show. Yeah, uh, but that's the deal at metal shows, man. When you're getting thrown or tossed around, you got to take care of each other because everybody's just trying yeah, to have a, a good risk. time. Yeah, there I've is seen, a risk involved. I've seen a lot of broken noses and mm-hmm. all sorts of bruises and stuff from metal shows, so. My it's, first uh, metal show was at that venue, and a guy we were hanging out with broke his nose in the wall of death. Of course, he uh, was like, "Metal is awesome," but yeah, it's it's definitely a mentality you gotta walk into a metal show with. Is like, yeah, I might get pretty messed up at this show, but it's gonna be great. 
Yeah. Yeah. Pe- people, people ask me how I go to metal shows. I'm like, look, I'm not one of them crazy fuckers that gets in the like that. I ain't about all that. I don't. I like myself being intact, you know. <laughs> I, I I am yeah. one of those crazy people, but uh, as I get older, <laughs> like I didn't mosh at all during this show, and it made me kind of sad. But at the same time, it was like I was so tired anyway. So I was jumping by the end of it, which uh, we'll get to. But I'm not a mosher. I don't like getting hit. No, me neither. Like I don't mind getting jostled around, but sometimes in the pit you get like I've gotten decked and I don't I don't care for that. Yeah, I don't like getting decked. I go to a lot of like uh angry music for happy people type of stuff. Like ABR is my favorite band and it depending the bands different bands do draw different crowds. And also like yeah. different states have different people. I think Arizonans are pretty chill. Unless and you're it's watching a, Anthrax and all the yeah, the drunk, all the drunken natives, that is not fun to watch. <laughs> I, but AZ love pits a good are circle pit Yeah, I like yeah. circle pits. Cir- I think circle pits are a lot of fun. Yeah. Wall yeah. of deaths are fun to watch, but not to be a part of. Oh no! I've wall of deaths are so scary. I was I was in Epica's Wall of Death, and it was like the tamest Wall of Death ever. I was gonna say, now if you were in Parkway Drive's Wall of Death, I'd be that would scared be scary. Yeah. Oh my god! And even their pits, even their circle pit, their circle pits are so fast. So, so a Wall of Death <laughs> is where they split the room in two, like a like it's dodgeball yeah. or something. And then when like at the part the in the floor, song where like yeah. the breakdown happens or something like that, everyone runs at each other, and you just collide. Uh, I was in the Wall of Death, the Death of the Bring Me Horizon show, and that was pretty wild. Yeah, did you get hurt? I, no, but I, I, uh, I make sure that I'm bigger than the person I run into, mm. which is not <laughs> it's not hard to do for me. But that's my that's my secret to success. If you're gonna be in a wall of death, make sure you're bigger than the person across from you. <laughs> yeah, a circle pit is yeah, mostly that... just people running in a circle together, but it's a little mm-hmm. bit chaotic. You're probably gonna get get slapped or shoved a little bit which is just good fun yeah you'll get jostled around but it's not like a normal pit where guys are like slam dancing and throwing fists around just slam slam dancing i'm not into at all yeah if there's a dude slam dancing in the pit i'm like all right i'm i'm getting out but uh yeah so that's the ugly that chick's arm was pretty torn up and gnarly uh um all right, let's talk about the good, shall we? Because I think we're probably all going to be in unison on this one. Mine, Lucar- mine is a little bit of a different take on it, but yeah, Lucar's Lucar. set list was <laughs> was fantastic, and uh, yeah. they played very well. They, they, they played... mixed it. They mixed unlike Era. They mixed a lot of they mixed in a lot of the older stuff like with their newer stuff, and it fits. Yeah. If you haven't heard Weekar's song "One True Hope," you have to go listen to that after this. Um, their song "Learning to Survive" is one of my all-time favorite songs. It means so much to me because of this time in my life. And it feels like a prison I'm living in. Did I earn all the pain and the consequence? I'm too 
whole cold like war album was like the perfect thing i needed at this point in time where it was like it's like an angry kind of sad album but not in a way that would like pull me under it made me feel understood and like gave me well, like it's even something sadder. to fight it's for. even sadder now like with the context of what happened afterwards but it is I... but so one of their front men they have two front men and one of them died um right after we a couple months after we saw them on the tour for that album but um for me it kind of shows it's it's a good like um I think that I think that Kyle may really did make the most of his life and that album is kind of like I feel like his as far as like culture his cultural contributions it's a very good testament to the kind of person he was. Yeah and I was going to bring that up as part of my good with Weekar is they had a point to prove that they could be just as good without Kyle. And I think they've done that. And Agreed. They, and they don't yeah. shove it down. And they don't shove it down your throat. Like, oh, well, we used to have this guy and he died. But it's subtly in there. And there's a lot of tributes that are like Easter egg. Like a lot of the songs like. Oh, yeah. Very they did. tasteful. Yeah. 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 Cause, so. Cause, yeah. Because it's a the first time. Uh, we saw them without um, Kyle. Um, you could tell that it was like a rough transition trying to keep it going with songs that were made for one guy singing cleans and one guy singing the harshes. And then mm-hmm. suddenly, uh, oh my gosh, what's his name? I'm blanking. Dave. Dave. Dave is singing both him yeah. and Kyle's parts. And you could tell it was like sort of a mad that's scram. A lot, man. Yeah, that's and I mean, they're like complicated vocals, like, yeah, so he did a good job then, but he just like couldn't do it. But now, um, this time around, like flawless, they got, they really and, figured it out and shout out to their bases for help, helping. Like they had, uh, one of the guitarists would fill in on cleans and, and some harshes and the bassist would fill in on harshes and they all like, I loved all of their voices. I thought that they, I think they really progressed really far. In the vocal yeah, department, I think they've really they've really come together as like a band to like bring the quality of their live shows up. Since yeah, they have to play you know they they have to play their songs where Kyle was on the album, but Dave can't do it all. He is a great vocalist, right. but he just there's not enough air in the world for him to do all the parts together. Right, and then that's. But, and that's part of the reason I think the whole Linkin Park making new music thing hasn't happened yet because like that loss was like as bad as bad as losing Kyle was. I feel like that is unrecoverable exponential. Like you can't. There's no like Chester was a like top tier. Like you can't. They've you couldn't even s- attempt to. They've made songs where Mike Shinoda does like 90% of the vocals on those songs and they're really good, but they can't make this. They can't make music like they did without Chester. His voice is just too. Yeah, right. It would, it would have to be a right. totally different band at this point. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about that in my, what am I loving? But, um, so yeah, what would we, what would we rank the show boys? Nine out of 10. Yeah, you know, so I was I was really tired that day and feeling like I was like, I don't even want to go to this show. I'm exhausted from the work week and from 
like physical activities and stuff like that and i just hurt my body was in pain and then the last song they did was dark bloom i am dark bloom and i'm like jumping up and down black and then hole, they yeah. Yeah. a black no it was dark bloom it was dark bloom. and then yeah and then mm-hmm. hang on the last what we thought was the last song was dark bloom and uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved every second of that song. I was just like so they into it, twice. it. And then they they did the encore and they came back out and played it again with Brand of Sacrifice. And I love that they played it twice and then they did Black Hole and they called it a night. And it's like one of the first shows in years where I've actually been excited for an encore and it was short two songs fantastic um yeah so I thought it was aside from really cool their encore wasn't another set uh, and they had yeah. my favorite part was when they had JT Cavi come out and sing uh uh shoot what was it uh double speak or something and uh Possibly, so, yeah. So I got to see a little bit of good era action at the show, and that makes yeah. that overcomes the bad sound for a nine out of ten for me. Yes, that was a really long-winded way of saying nine out of ten, but I I'm here for it. Oceans, what's the what word, buddy? You? you want? All right, so I'm not gonna give it a nine. Um, Hater. Hey, the venue qual- the venue the venue sound sucks, which is a big knock in my book. The only and good it, part about the no Nile discredit. is the underground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no discredit to the bands that played. I, I've heard them before, and they sound great otherwhere, uh, elsewhere. Um, the other thing that knocks it is I saw Parkway Drive like two days before, and like they weren't topping that. Like I don't care <laughs> if you don't like Parkway. Like they're just Parkway is so good at getting the crowd involved. Like yeah. So just based on like sound quality of venue having ruined the show by seeing parkway like two days before <laughs> and era set list being so bleh, i'm gonna give it seven and a half still I good i don't hate you for it yeah that's yeah. A fa- that's a fair opinion we car saved that show if it had any been anybody else headlining i think it would have sucked but i yeah. love era and i've great I've seen Era many times, and I've seen Era do amazing sets, and I've seen them do bad sets, and that one was the second worst set I've ever seen them do. <laughs> oh golly! I think that averages out to like eight, eight and a half. Yeah. Uh, so not too shabby. Yeah. Overall, all right, right, boys. Good show. To spare Nathaniel more agony of having to edit, <laughs> what are we loving? Uh. I am loving that the getting out on my in my own shop on my own business is um, coming together. Yeah, progressing nicely. Yeah, yeah, I'm loving that for you, man. It's looking good. And all it took was not getting paid well at my current job. I thought you were getting paid well at your current job. I get paid well, but I'm not like getting hours. I made oh. 36 hours in two weeks. Oh yeah. Oh god, that's terrible. But anyways. <gasps> All I have to say, loving that I'm getting out on my own, gonna do it my own way, and if it doesn't go well, I'll go back to another shop. Sick. Um, I am loving the snow 
and that I have a job where um, I can sometimes go hit the slopes after work and I live in a in a town where that's possible and today was some of the best snow I've ever shredded and I met my cousin and a bunch of his friends up there and his father-in-law and we went and played tag in the trees and uh, it was a spiritual experience man it, it really is I feel like something that you know if you can find something like that it's uh that's where real life happens sometimes you know and my beard froze speaking of (laughs) speaking of real life the thing i'm loving is also a sad thing kind of sort of but uh, and also a nostalgic trip. Uh, Lincoln Park is doing the 20th anniversary version of Meteora, and they recently, mm. if you haven't seen it, it's all over the frickin' place. They released an unreleased song with Chester called Lost, and it is, it, it is wrecking people. Like, it is. Like, yeah, it, it mm. But I'm loving it. It's really haunting hearing, uh, hearing a depressing song like that from a guy who killed himself. <laughs> but it's it's very good. Yeah, it is. And it's it, it's also like you get a warm feeling inside just hearing his voice again, like just cuz you never thought you would. True. And like there's a bunch of other there are a bunch of other songs that didn't weren't originally on Meteora that they're putting out, so I'm excited for that. Man, the Hybrid it's... Theory 20 year anniversary made me realize like and then this song as well, like how many songs they recorded that never got finished. Cause it's like lost is like, like Chester's vocals are like completely done. Yeah, no. So this song was done. They decided not to put it on the record because there was already one that had a similar vibe. I believe it was probably breaking the habit, but cause the video like imagery is similar too. It definitely doesn't sound like, anything new that's for sure no which is good because a lot of people would argue and we've discussed this in our artist spotlight go check that out um older lincoln park definitely gets more praise than newer lincoln park like a lot i I think i probably mentioned it when in part two of our lincoln park review when we talked about their last album and how haunting it was knowing what it came next and just the Mm -hmm. material like the content Yeah. yeah so this is kind of like this is kind of a retroactively reversing that, like, but it's also like it's haunting because you know where he was coming from now, like. Mm-hmm. So, I can't talk about Lincoln Park without telling people go hear the Hunting Party. It's such a good album, in my opinion. <laughs> it, it ain't no hybrid theory, but it's good enough. It's Lincoln Park. Nothing's that, bad. I agree with that. I agree with that. It's not Hybrid Theory or Meteora, which are my two favorite, I think. Well, ironically, my favorite Linkin Park album might be Minutes to Midnight, and that has got some of the most depressing lyrics ever written on it. So Minutes to Midnight, yeah. that's a lot of that's a lot of people, including me's childhood right there. Minutes Teenage to Midnight yeah. really bring really brings me to a bad place. So I, I usually only yeah. listen to Valentine's Day, which also really brings me to a oh bad my God. place. <laughs> that's like the Golly. most if you haven't checked it out i did a cover of uh shadow of the day it's on our link it's on our youtube channel and yeah yeah i that song yeah that song hits me in the feels like i can't describe how but it does the feels 
But anyway, thank you for uh, listening to the show. Go watch Space Force if you're interested. Um, if you're real into Valentine's Day like history, go check that out. Uh, we came as Romans. They swing by. You go see them. They're amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Polar Bear, I think it's time for you to do the thing, please. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Follow us on social medias. We'll talk to you later. See you later. Bye.